0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. I'm very, very blessed to be able to serve the Word to you tonight, and thank you for coming out. I believe these are our faith warriors. You're going to take this to the next level. I'm so glad to have you with us. And then also I want to say a big thank you to mom and dad, Apostle here, Dr. Babe always such an honour. I'm always so humbled to be able to stand behind this pulpit and share the Word with you. Can we just open in prayer? Father God, I just thank you for your amazing love. I thank you, Lord, for your presence in this house tonight. I thank you, Father God, for every single person watching and the other venues online. Thank you, Lord God, that they sense your presence as we do in the house. I thank you, Lord God, for your Word tonight. I thank you, Father God, that your Word never fails. And as we study your word, Father God, that you that Holy Spirit is the teacher, that you would just plant this word so deep in our hearts that it would bear much fruit, Lord. And as it does that, many other people will also be, be affected by your word, Father. And I just I just bless you for that. I bless you, Father God, that you are the teacher, Holy Spirit, and that you speak through me now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Well, the title of my message tonight is what faith is and that's like <laughs> sounds pretty presumptuous but I'm going to take you to a verse of scripture that I think pretty much explains it and I think teacher Paul referred to it last week as well and it's found in Hebrews um, chapter 11 verse 1 and it says this now faith well let me let me let me stress this first word it says now faith is everybody's saying now faith is the substance of of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Pretty powerful, weighty, weighty scripture. Moffat's translation is also very interesting because he puts it this way. He says, now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. You know, family, there's this huge difference between faith and hope. And I'm going to give you eight points tonight that I really believe is going to clarify this a lot and help us to get to that point where we see why sometimes our faith just doesn't seem to be coming through for us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And this is this is what I want to share with you. you know what God is saying in the scriptures? He's telling us that faith is—it's laying hold, it's reaching into that unseen realm of hope, and pulling it into the realm of reality. Let's think about that for a moment. You know, too many times when it comes to receiving the Holy Spirit, or whether we're receiving our healing or whether we're believing for finances or whatever it might be, we're actually hoping. And the thing is, is that hoping is actually not going to get the job done. It's going to take believing. You see, we only receive by faith, but faith is in the present tense. We just saw that now Faith is. And when we start saying things like, well, you know, I really believe that I'll receive the Holy Spirit sometime, that's hope, it's not faith. You know, we've got to say something. I receive it now. I receive it by faith now when I pray because the Bible says so. Now, this principle remains the same no matter what it is that we're believing for. The faith principles do not change. And if we would just learn those principles and how to utilize them, We will have success every single time. And sadly, as I said too many times, people are simply hoping that God hears them when they pray, and they're hoping that they get an answer from God. And I've seen it. I mean, we've seen it here so many times when people have come forward for prayer, let's say for the Holy Spirit, and you know, apostle here would say, do you believe the Word of God? Yes, I believe the Word of God. And then he'll say something like, you know, Do you believe that when I lay hands on you, that you will receive the Holy Spirit? And then you hear something like, well, I really hope so, Pastor. (laughs) I've got news for you. It's not going to happen. And so when Pastor Theo tells them that, then they kind of get a little bit angry with him, you know. But he's trying to help them. Because you see, family, that we're not going to receive anything from God through hope. We only receive by faith. We understand that, right? And then, of course, the argument comes, with, I don't know if I'm going to receive. So how can I say that I'm going to receive if I don't know if I'm going to receive? You see, that's the thing. Is that in fact, let me ask you this question. If I right now had to offer you, let's say, 100 rand, okay, how many people would say, well, I don't know if I can receive that"? Now, surely, family, if God offers us a gift, it's so much better than me offering a gift. And why is it so difficult for us to receive a gift from him and so much easier from somebody else? And especially with the Holy Spirit. You know, I've seen it so many times. People say, I've been seeking for so many years and I've been believing for so many years to receive it. And I don't know if it's going to happen this time. And I hate to put it like this, but honestly, you can lay hands on that head until the hair is off. That person's not going to receive because they are in hope. And that's when Apostle Theo will say something like, why don't you just sit here in the front row, just watch a little bit and listen, because then you're gonna start seeing the difference between doubting and believing and hope and faith. And when they get that breakthrough, that's when you see the miracles coming. See, that's the difference between we do not receive anything from God by hoping, we only receive by faith. Now I wanna show you something else, number two, It's this hope versus faith in the prayer of agreement. So how about this, we get somebody coming and they're like, they've got scripture, right? So here we go, Matthew 18, 19. Pastor, would you agree with me according to Matthew 18, 19? If two or two more agree on anything, touching anything that they ask, right? It shall be done for them by my Father, which is in heaven. Those are the words of Jesus. Can we agree on this? And we're like, yes, this is good, good stuff. Let's agree. What is it that you believe in God for? Do I have to tell you that? How, family, can you agree with somebody if you don't know what it is agree for? What if they agree? What if you're standing in agreement for them? They want to have their, their, their friend's spouse. You know what I mean? It's got to line up with the word of God, right? So we want to know what, is, what are we standing in agreement with, right? So let's say we've got Joseph, now, I believe that I'm gonna receive a, a raise of 500 Rand a month. Okay, fine, let's do this. We pray, Father, thank you, Lord, for your word according to Matthew 18, 19. We stand in agreement right now. We believe together that Joe is gonna receive a, an increment of 500 Rand every month. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, Joe, have you received your increments of 500 Rand a month? I sure hope so, Pastor. Family, it's not gonna work. Because I'm in faith and he's in hope. So there's not agreement there. And sadly, that's why so many times people are saying, but God's not answering my prayers. And certainly, family, it's not God's fault if our prayers don't get answered. It's not God's fault if our prayers don't work because God never fails. It's not Jesus' fault if our prayers are not being answered because Jesus never fails. Right? God doesn't change. Listen to me, and prayer doesn't change God. I've got news for us. God is exactly the same before you prayed, when you prayed, after you prayed. Because God doesn't change. Prayer changes circumstances, it doesn't change God. He is always the same, and He is always faithful. I wanna share with you, there's a lady by the name of Dr. Lillian Yeomans and she said this some years ago and I just think this is so profound. She said, if I pray for one thing or I pray at any time for something and I don't get an answer, I start changing. I start changing because if I pray and that prayer isn't answered, I know that I have to change something on my part before the answer comes. I know there can't be any change on God's part right? Because he never changes. So there has to be something changing on my side. So if I pray and I don't receive, I start changing. Family, this policy will work 100% of the time. And we have to realize that we cannot substitute hope for faith and think we're going to get answers from God. Amen? So now I want to ask a question. Number three is this. So then what is hope? Anybody think that's a good question? Let's have a look at what hope actually is. Because let me tell you, if we keep hope in the right place, it is the most blessed, most wonderful reality to us. I mean, Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, I mean, you know the scripture well, and now abide faith, hope, love, right? These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now he didn't say that faith and hope are not important. What he's saying is this, is that each one of them has its place and that we should not substitute the one for the other. In other words, I can't substitute love for hope and I can't substitute hope for faith. And this is what we're talking about. And this is so many times, that's what people are doing, family, and you can hear it by what they're saying. And they're like, you know, whatever you do, just don't take my hope away from me because then I've got nothing left. And we're not taking hope away from anybody. We're just trying to show people that the hope is misplaced. That I'm trying to make hope do something that only faith can do. And I'm so grateful to God that we do have this blessed hope. And this blessed hope of the church is the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, the resurrection of the saved dead, the rapture of the living saints, the hope of seeing our loved ones that have passed on again. And thank God for that hope. Family, we rejoice in that hope, but it's all in the future. And I must tell you this, Jesus is coming again, whether I believe it or not. Jesus is coming again because his word says so. The resurrection is gonna take place. Whether I have faith in it or not, whether we believe it or not, it is going to happen. The rapture is going to take place, whether I believe it or not. My loved ones, all of our loved ones who are Christians who've died and left this world, they've gone to be with Jesus. They're in heaven, regardless of what I believe. And they will return when Jesus comes back. Amen, family? So that is where, where our hope lies. But the thing is that my faith is not gonna bring Jesus back, if only. <laughs> the church, I mean, if the, church, if the church's faith could bring Jesus back, I think we would have done that already. Now, me personally, I, I believe that if we as a church, if we would press into God's holiness, if we would press into the intimacy, into the, the presence of God, if we would rise up, and be this this glorious church, and this church filled with faith, and this bride ready to take her place. I kind of think maybe that's what the Father's waiting for. I believe that we can do that. But family, at the end of the day, that's my thoughts on it. And let me tell you, Jesus is coming, right? But it's in the future tense, and truth be told, we do not know when he's coming. But it will happen. We know it will happen. And that is our blessed hope. And it's a purifying hope. We see this in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So this hope is in the future tense. And we're looking for Jesus' return. But think about that. It's a combination of simply reading it in his word and then believing his word and having hope in what his word says. But it's all in the future tense. If I say, well, I believe I'm going to get healed sometime, they mean that's not faith. And I'm sad to tell you that there are probably many, many beautiful, wonderful Christians that got sick and died and went to heaven saying, I believe I'm going to get healed. It's hope. It's not faith. Faith is now. They just didn't know how to use their faith. So you see, this is the thing. Faith says, it's mine, I have it now. Hope says, I'll get it sometime. And this is the thing, is that whatever it is that we are hoping for will not materialize because God's word is true and our faith in his word is gonna make it materialize. So let me say this. Number four is this. We cannot believe beyond our actual knowledge. Now, Mark 11, 24 says this. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we believe what we know. And here's the key to that scripture. What comes before and you shall have them? Believe that you receive. (laughs) So before you have the shall have them, it is believe that you will receive. And I must say this, that there are countless mighty men of God That only when they received a revelation of that did they receive the miracles that they speak about so often. And now here's the thing people say, but I I still feel bad. Well, family faith is not sight, okay? So when you've got it, you don't need to believe anymore. So you believe, receive, say that you've got it, irrespective of what our circumstances look like. We just have to follow the word, listen to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will lead us in line with the word and keep us on track. That's the reason we need to have scripture. And then we say, Lord, I believe I receive my healing now because your word says so. That's enough for me. Amen. So here's a good question then. I mean, how is it then, how do I deal with the devil nah, nah, nah in your ear, right? And all the demons that, yes, but you're not healed, yes, but you're not healed. How do I deal with that? Well, for me, the best thing is, is you get into to praise. You thank God, thank God that I'm healed, okay? But here's the next thing. Well, actually, let me say this. Praise is the ultimate expression of faith. And then you say, but devil, actually, you're the liar, because Jesus himself said that. So you remind him of that. You remind him that Jesus said in John 8, verse 44, at the beginning it says that you are of your father, the devil. Okay, it carries on It says there is no truth in him. And it ends with he is a liar and the father of it. And so you tell him you're the liar anyway because Jesus said so. And then you boldly declare and you say this. When Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was on the earth, He said in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, Now I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you will have them. And Jesus said it. And what He says is so. And so I believe it. And so I receive it. Amen? And you know, Jesus Himself actually used this higher truth on the devil because he says to him it is written if it's in here the you've got nothing to say about it amen family so then that's what we do there is a higher truth family so we believing faith is receiving by faith everything that the word of god says and then we've got to take steps in faith right so the first thing is is that we believe and then there has to be a corresponding action so maybe that just means well actually i've got to get out of bed even if it's for a little while. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should just get up. We notice apostles here. When people come in a wheelchair, what's the first thing he, do? he does? Pulls them out the wheelchair. Right? <laughs> Amen. I, I knew once a lady, she was believing to get married. So she went out and started looking for a wedding dress. Kind of thought, Teacher Lane, maybe that was the same woman <laughs> that came to the cell where Teacher Paul was. Maybe not. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to believe before you see it, family, because that's what exercising faith is all about. And it's exactly the same as receiving the Holy Spirit. You know, we receive it first by faith, and then we only have the corresponding action. Now I'm going to read to you Acts Chapter 2, verse 38, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And then it says, And you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, For the promise is to you and your children and to all those who are far off, as many the Lord our God will call. We know that we call the God So then the corresponding action, that's the faith that we believe that we receive according to the word of God. A corresponding action will simply be that we open our mouth and speak. Amen, family. And let me tell you that, you know, your mind doesn't comprehend it because it's a language that comes from your heart. Okay? Just say this. Say the faith principle will work in every area of receiving. So we have to change our hope to faith, even to receive the Holy Spirit. And the one thing that we never want to come up and say, Well, I hope it works this time. That's not faith. And too many people, let me tell you that say things like that. When you have others, they come forward and they weigh past say, well, maybe it will work this time, and maybe this time it'll happen. They come because they hear the word of God and they say, I am receiving because the word says so. And when you lay hands on them, let me tell you that language is gushes out like a river from the inside. And there's the other thing that we don't do is don't walk away and say, well, it didn't work this time because there are people that start speaking in tongues on the way home. There are people that start speaking in tongues the next day. So you just walk away and say, I have received it. I have received it. Amen. You know what? This is Hope is a good waiter, but it's a poor receiver. Get that? We have people that walk around and say, well, you know, I'm just hoping and praying what can I do? I can just hope and pray. It's actually a defeatist attitude to say that because God's word is true. And we say, I believe his word. And we stand in faith. So if we ever find ourselves saying, we can just hope and pray. we stop yourself right there and say, what does the word say? Amen. So we need to know what the word says. We've got to believe that we receive what it says when we pray. And then we have to say what we believe. Amen. It's just, as I said, it's amazing to me how many times, you know, that people come up for prayer and then the first thing that we ask them, and that's the reason I said to you tonight, bring a scripture, bring a scripture. I want to say this, God is not obligated to honor anything he didn't initiate. Which tells me, if God initiated his word, he's obligated to honor it. Amen. Amen. So that's why we need to have our scripture because God will do what he promised that he can do. And if we don't have scripture, we're in the will of am hoping and I'm praying. It's like, me. it's like me transferring money in your accounts. And then all you go around and you say, you know, I'm so hungry. I just, just wish that I, I just had some money that I could just go buy some food. I'm so hungry. And all you have to do is make the withdrawal and go buy some food. Otherwise, you're going to starve to death with me? How do we make our withdrawal? Believing with the heart that we have it. Saying with our mouth that we have it. It is faith that will get the job done. I'm saying it again. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver family. And faith is now. Faith is now. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? By faith we can receive whatever God has promised us in his word. Whether it's salvation or healing, baptism of the Holy Spirit, doesn't matter what it is. I want to say it again. Hebrews 11.1. 1, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith gives substance to those things that we hope for. It doesn't, hope doesn't have any substance. We heard that last week. Right? In other words, what God is saying here in Hebrews 11 verse 1 is that faith is taking hold, I'm saying it again, is taking hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. Faith, we know, grows out of the word of God, but right? we learned that already. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I want to go back to Hebrews 11, 1 Moffat's translation, sorry, this is another translation, it says, faith is the warranty deed. That's so like in my example, me giving a copy of my proof of, of payment into your account. Faith does that for us, family. It's the warranty deed, right? It's the thing for which we fondly hope for becomes our own. Now, text says, Right? Hebrews 11:1 is our text verse. It says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. So we may hope hope for some finances, maybe that we need for a certain project. Okay? It's faith that's going to give us that assurance that I get it when I need it. Faith will also be maybe hoping maybe for physical strength. Maybe there's something that we need to do. The Bible tells us in, in Psalm 27, verse 1, it says, The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In other words, faith, faith will always say the same thing as the Word of God. We'll always agree with the Word of God. Now, here's the thing when we're speaking doubt and unbelief, what we are doing is we are opposing the Word of God, we are standing against the Word of God. And then we wonder why it doesn't work for us, family. We have to agree with the Word of God. So number five is this: is So then, what is faith? What is real Bible faith? And sometimes we need to look at those things that it's not, so we understand what it is. And we already found out that hope is not faith, right? Let me put it the other way: Faith is not hope because hope is in the present, hope is in the future, and faith is in the present. Very, very important. Faith is now. Hope says it's something that will come in the future. And that's the reason when we say, well, I'm going to get healed. I believe I'm going to get healed. You're not believing. You're hoping. When you say, I am, I believe I am healed, that's when we're in faith. Also, faith is not wanting. You know, people say, well, I really just want to get healed. I just really want to be healed. I mean, that's not faith. It's not faith. It's also not even needing. Amen? Because we just still, I mean, in, in Mark 11:24, 24, we've heard what it says there. Right? Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus also said in, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, he says, all things whatsoever you ask and pray, believing you shall receive, you'll have them. So we have to believe that we receive, not just hope. As long as we, listen to this, as long as we put off believing when we receive the blessing, the blessing will be in the future and it's gonna stay in the future. You're not going to see it. Understand that? Okay. So let's not stumble over those same same little blocks all the time. Now, let me challenge your religiosity a little bit tonight, okay? Did you know that God has not promised to heal us at all? Getting no answer there. People say, but Pastor Janie, doesn't the Word of God say that he, he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses? I mean, that's in Matthew 8, verse 17. And isn't that a promise to me? Actually, it isn't. It's a statement of fact. It's what Jesus has already done for us. And so many times, yes, give him praise. Give him praise. He's already done it. And so many times we look at scriptures like that and we're like, you know, God's promises. Let me give you 1 Peter 2 verse 24. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree so that we having died to sin might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Let me ask you, did you know that you are healed? Right. Because what does the last clause say? It says, by whose stripes you were healed healed simple question is that future tense present tense or past tense it's past tense it's done deal it's the easiest thing in the world all we've got to do is lift up our hands and say it's done i have received it it is mine say this dear lord jesus i am so glad that i am healed amen now let me say that family even if there's no evidence of that healing it does not change that this is a higher truth. Amen? It doesn't change that. So we're going to just keep saying it. I'm so glad that I'm healed. I'm so thankful. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that I'm well. Thank you. I'm so thankful. Right? And then, family, we just, because we've just got to get this believing into the present tense for it to work for us. Now, Some may say, you know, but I'm not healed. I still feel the pain. <laughs> Okay, didn't we read what the word said? Our text verse says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. This is the evidence right now. And if I'm gonna wait until I see something before I believe it, okay, what does that mean? It means that I'm not in faith at all. I'm leaning towards the evidence of my senses. And so many times, I mean, we've just seen that if people just get it in the right tense, What happens? We start seeing legs growing out. The deaf here. People start changing because it will come. It's there. It's mine. I receive it right now. Amen. Faith says always that. It's fine. I have it right now. I just want to touch on this really, really quickly, number six, and that is that faith is of the heart and not of the head. We chatted about it briefly, and that is that John Wesley. Calls it mental assent, right? He says people mentally agree that the Bible is true, but they don't really, really believe it in the heart. And once again, people say, well, how, how do I know? How do I know if I'm believing with my heart, if I'm believing with my head? Well, here's the kind of thing that happens when, with that. And what comes out of your mouth? It's something like, you know, I really do believe the Bible. I believe what the scriptures say. But, you know, I don't know why I'm just not getting over this thing. I don't know why I just can't seem to receive my healing. I don't know why I just can't seem to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, let me say this, that actually we've kind of answered our own question right there. Because if I said that I can't, it means that I believe in my heart that I can't. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if I believe in my heart I can't and I said with my mouth I can't, then actually I can't. You've got to turn that thing around and say, the Bible says I can, and therefore I receive my answer right now. Amen? So I said all that to say this, number seven, and that is, turn our faith loose by saying what we believe. And so the question is, I know, Apostle, I know Dr. Bev says this often, when are believers going to start believing? When are we going to start acting like the Bible is actually true, family? Because it takes action. We've got to then move in that. So we've got to act on God's word. And I'm always, to me, I'm saying, lift up your hands and give praise. For me, that is the greatest expression of our faith, that we believe that God's word is true. You know, here's the thing, that it actually doesn't matter how much faith you have in your heart. What matters is that we release the faith that's in our hearts. And I'm going to just take you to Acts chapter 14 and verse 8 and really demonstrate how this works exactly. And it says in, in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Verse 9 says, and the man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Right? The Bible says that. Right? And it carries on verse 10. It says, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt and he walked. I really want you to see this picture. This man in list sitting there. He hasn't walked a step. Yet he has faith to be healed. Right? The Bible says that. Family, I want you to know every believer has faith to be healed. Right? But we need to turn our faith loose in order for it to work for us. And the Bible tells us exactly how to put our faith in action. Mark 11, verse 23, right? Jesus said this, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Now stop right there. Think about what the mountain is that's holding you back. Because that's what we're talking about here. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done He will have whatever he says. So we turn our faith loose, family, by saying what we believe. Faith cannot be released out of our heart towards God without us saying what we believe. And it simply will not work without that expression or the action. Nowhere in the Bible do we find that faith is released without or apart from an action. Faith is faith that is in the heart will not bring healing to our body or the infilling of the Holy Spirit unless we speak it out. We have to release it. Faith in the heart released through our lips is going to work for us. Jesus said, and I'm going to say it again, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says, he will have whatever he says. Now I want to go back to the crippled man. Let's have a look. In Acts 14.8, he's crippled. He has faith. Paul perceives that the man has faith. But it wasn't Paul's faith that Paul perceived. No, the man himself sitting there had faith to be healed. Paul knew that for that faith to work, he was going to have to have an action that goes with it because he knew that faith without works is dead. He also knew he'd have to get this man to act on the faith that he had. That's the reason in verse 10, Paul said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leapt and he walked. Only when Paul said, stand up, did the man mix his action with the faith, and he received. You see that, family? It's so important that we do that. It's time that we acted on that, because that shows that we believe it. And honestly, you know, It is as simple as that. It is really as simple as that. God has given us already everything that we need. And all we have to do in Apostle Sia's word is say thank you and act on it. And if we are ministering to somebody to receive healing or the Holy Spirit or whatever it is, those are the two areas we really have to focus on. You need to believe the word. You need to act on the word and you will receive it. God has done it. He's done it all, and His Word will never fail. Now I wanna end with this number eight, and this is faith for salvation, not hope. It would break my heart to think that people are sitting in hell because they hoped that they were saved. And surely, if somebody spoke to you about the condition of their soul and about salvation, you would want them to know what the Bible says about that and how they can get their faith to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So let me tell you what the Bible says. In Ephesians 2 and verse 8, it says, by grace, you are saved through faith. Jesus said in John 6, verse 37, he said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. And then my favorite is Romans 10, verse 9, tells us how to do this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And then it explains it in verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's as simple as that. Could I ask every head to be bowed, every eye closed at this time? If that's you tonight and maybe this is not something you've ever done, maybe you've also just been hoping that maybe Jesus just accept you if you stood in front of him and you came to as they call the gates of heaven why would jesus let you in did you just say well i hope that i'm a good person no family there's only one way to do it we've just read it in the bible and I'd love to be able to just pray with you tonight and make that change and make sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that you are saved, that you are born again, that you are a child of God, that you have a place in heaven for all of eternity with our Lord Jesus. And perhaps you've even done this before. Maybe you just at a time in your life where, you know, you say, I just, I feel so far from God. I just feel that I really want to just rededicate my life to God and be so sure that I'm doing it the Bible way. I'm gonna ask you in a moment just to on a count to three. If you would just raise your hand right there, we are you guys online, if you're in the other venues. I'm gonna ask you right there on a count to three. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, or if you just wanna be sure that you know that you will have a place in heaven for all of eternity, I'm going to ask you to raise up your hand right now. One, two, three. Just raise it up real high. I see those hands. God bless you. Best decision you've ever made. I see those hands going up, going up all over. If you're if you're online, just raise your hand up there you are. I can't see it, but the Holy Spirit is right there in your presence, and He can see it. Thank you for raising up your hand. Thank you for raising up your hand. Now, this is something I need to say. This is a time that the devil will do anything to stop you from raising up your hand because he knows that you do this now, you are covered by the blood of Jesus, that you are protected, the angels of God are around about you, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. Just raise up your hand right there where you are. Come on, just do it. Just do it. Don't let him stop you. I'm gonna pray a prayer right now. I'm gonna ask you if you would just, I'm gonna ask everybody if you would just repeat this prayer after me especially for these that raise their hands. Just say this after me. Lord Jesus, your word says that if I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, that I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, then I will be saved. I receive your word and it sets me free now in Jesus' name. Thank you that I am your child, Father God, I am part of your family. Thank you that you forgive all my sins, that you have made me free in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, praise God, praise God, praise God.